Uh, there we go. I can almost preach without the mic. Yeah, this whole echoes like a... Uh, good to see you guys. Um, I, it's a privilege to share on Father's Day. Uh, and I'm going to start off the bat, you know, it's like for, for many it is the funnest day ever. It's my first ever Father's Day. Uh, so which is great, yeah. We made it three months in. I'm still alive and she's still alive and my wife is alive. It's a, it's a milestone. <laughs> so, and, uh, but but I also, also prepping, I was just aware that it's a, also a tender day for many, you know, like um, for many who, who desire to be fathers or for many who have lost fathers. It's a, it's a day that I think over the world can have many, many emotions to it, you know, and uh, so I also want to be sensitive to it, you know, it's something we celebrate, but there's also many of us around us that, you know, we consider some, um, just the, the sensitive, sensitivity to it, and it's a day where we actually really believe it's like all of our hearts could be tender this morning and for the Lord to come and open up something, you know, no matter what idea we have connected to Father's Day or Father's, it's something where the Lord wants to come and work whether there's pain or excitement. He wants to come and it's available for all of us because He is called God the Father. Man, it's who He is. And, uh, and He knows what, it's like, or, or what He's supposed to do. He's the best there ever was. Yeah? Um, to, and He knows our hearts. So... Um, that's my prayer for you this morning. No matter what, no matter, no matter what the emotion is that you carry this morning around Father's Day, this is the Lord knows. All right, and He wants to work with all of us. So, uh, yes, I, eh? <laughs> what the, I have baby brain. I think this is what's happening here. It's one of the one of the consequences of fathers. But um, I. <laughs> I, uh, just in prepping, I was, uh, this week, I really felt the Lord speak to me that I, that I actually need to preach on God being a father, and which I don't think I have, and done before, really, you know, it's, a, it's just something, and I, I started asking the Lord, like, so, what is this thing, you know, um, and I realized in church, or maybe, maybe in this church, we often refer to Jesus, you know, Jesus being our Savior, we celebrate Jesus, we celebrate the cross, we celebrate what He's done, and we often speak about the Holy Spirit, you know, we love the Spirit, we love, the, we love what He does, we love the power, and I realized it's actually been a while since we focused on the Father, you know, and which is, um, and I, I had, I don't know where it came from, but I had this phrase pop into my head that I thought, God's the angry one. Jesus is the nice one, and the Spirit is the wild one. Yeah? And, uh, and I was like, who ever taught me that? Okay, like, where does this, this thing come from? But I realized, I know, who of you have thought about the Trinity like that before? That it's God, the one that needs to be appeased, Jesus, the one who did it, and then the Spirit is the one that brings the action. Okay? And, um, and, and I, I realized, even in our prayers, sometimes I started praying to Jesus. Hey, Jesus, thank you that we... Can be in there. and and I, I felt the Lord in this week like shake me. He said, "Unless I think you, I think you got it wrong." Nah. And um, so I want you guys to journey with me this morning. I'm also on a journey here. And Philip started this morning. He started the prayer meeting. Philip, you're leading well. Where are you, by the way? There you are. And you're really leading well, bro. But uh, he started this morning, and he said that if the word that he came with, he said that God doesn't want us to assume this morning. And and you know one thing with all of us here, I don't know how many we are this morning. Probably 140. There's 140 different perspectives and ideas about fathers here this morning. And, and when I speak about God the Father, all of us have a certain idea. 
yeah, of this is who he is. And I really felt when Philip started with that this morning, I, said, I felt the Lord say to all of us, could we remove whatever idea we think God is and just allow him to work in our hearts this morning and uh, to open our eyes to another side this morning, you know, like actually to see him differently because you don't see the fullness of God yet. Can we do that? All right? So I, I believe that's, where, that's what the Lord wants to do for us this morning and that he's not the, not the angry one that needed to be appeased this morning. He's actually a good God, a good Father. And so we, over the last few weeks, there's been a lot of, if you've been with us, sorry, if you've been with us for the first time, it's great to have you. Great moustache, by the way. I don't know where you get that from. That's a great move there. But uh, I, uh, if you've been with us for the past few weeks, there was a lot of speaking, uh, speaking about like finding your lane, getting into the court, finding your place. And I think the, the words that we would often put to that is Romans 12 that says to offer ourselves as living sacrifices to the Lord. You know, if, you would, if you've been around me long enough, that's probably one of my favorite things to, guys, we need to give ourselves as living sacrifices to the Lord. Né? And I felt the Lord speak, speak to me about that verse, and I, I was preparing and I heard this. And it starts, actually, it's, I appeal to you there for brothers, in view of God's mercy, the NIV says, né? in view of God's mercy, of yourself as living sacrifices. And, um, and, and I, I realize for us, if we, if we drive this thing like, find your lane, play your part, we all want to do it. But if we forget that it's in view of His mercy, it's, it's because of God had great mercy on us that we can offer ourselves. You know, passion and zeal only take us that far if we, if we don't see God. And um, Boren had an encouragement for Mariska and myself the other night at community where there's a verse that says, even young men will grow weary and faint. Yeah? And, um, and it's true, you know? Like, the guy that I know that has the most energy in this world is David McGillivray. Okay? I've never been... That if, you, if, you, if you haven't met David... Okay? Yes, okay? Like, I've never been that tired in my life being around a guy like that, okay? There's a... The McGillivray also said he's got some street cred in Malkbush, you know? His brother is on the WSL tour, okay? And um, there's a lot of energy in that family, all right? And, um, but, you know, the scary part for us is like even young men will grow faint and weary if we don't remember God, if we don't remember the mercy of God. And, um, and so I want to speak about God being a merciful Father this morning. Um, 1 Corinthians 8 says this. I'm going to read, read from the NIV. I, I think you might have the ESV up there. But it says, Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came, and for whom we live. What does that say there? Um, I wonder if the rest you can maybe find for me in the NIV, Lawrence, just while we're busy. Thanks, man. Um, then I'm going to read this along. Um, and for whom we live, and there is one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom all things came, and through whom we live. And I, I, I thought the Lord want to shift us here this morning um, a little bit, you know, theology-wise, that we don't actually live for Jesus. We live for the Father. Have you thought about that before? I, uh, so, and, and this is maybe a bit more, uh, stay with me, okay? It's a bit more theo theological practice here, but I realize because we all have a certain perspective of what a father looks like, the fact that Jesus paid the price makes it easy that we want to do it for him. Yeah? And, uh, and because we have an idea of what a father is, good or bad, sometimes we almost forget about him. He's the boss, okay? He makes a final call, so of course we don't ignore him, but, but we actually live for God through Jesus. And he also said, you know, Jesus, when he was on earth, it's, I think the Jews got this right, but they would often ask him, show us the Father. Yeah? 
And he would say, everything that I do points to him. And he says, none of you can come to the Father except through me. So there's this picture. They are one, yet they're very, they're three, but one. All right, staying with me here. Okay? I haven't t- taught in a long time. I'm all preached. But this is now, I'm trying to teach us here. Like, this actually, we, what we do is we live for God. We live for the Father. Um, and, uh, and he's given his son to make the way for us. We all know John 14 that says that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, you know. It says that the whole point of him coming is so that we can come to the Father. That was the reason Jesus came. He says, if you really know me, you will know my Father as well. And from now on, you do not know him and haven't seen him. And I realized also maybe one thing that I said to the Lord, what makes it difficult for me to picture um, the Father, is that I can, I've seen pictures of Jesus on the cross, okay, in the, in the Kinder Bible, okay? I've seen pictures of Jesus, um, and uh, it created an idea of me, I mean, all of us have a certain idea when we think of Jesus, but it, it created something that I could relate to, you know? I've seen the Holy Spirit move among us, and I've actually felt Him, I've seen Him move among us, but to picture the Father is hard for me. Anyone else here? All right? It's like, it's like I, I don't know how, what is it that I see? And uh, really just felt today that the Lord actually wants to come and open our eyes to see the Father, the one whom we live for. The, the whole point of why Jesus came was to point to the Father. The whole point where the Spirit came was to show us to the Father. It's the reason we're here. Um, and um, so 1 Peter 3, it says this. And, and, and uh, so an uh, area that I just feel the Lord wants to do for us today is to see that He's a merciful God. Um, 1 Peter 3 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has called us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance inheritance is kept in heaven for you. He says, it's the God, the, the Lord Jesus, in His great mercy, has given us new birth. And I, I want to tell us that, um, you know, the fact that we can be born again, you know whose idea it was? It was the Father's idea. It was His idea, in His mercy, to make a way for us, to send, and He, and he sent His Son. Now, um, I don't even know where my wife is with our little girl, but, but three months ago, our lives changed forever, you know. And uh, I said to Dave this morning, he, he came to my house at what time? Seven for coffee this morning, okay? Before church, who ever does that, okay? But uh, anyway, so, so we're having coffee. I loved it. He came, we had coffee this morning, and I, I said to him, now speaking about the Father, and, and thinking about Lisa, he was asking me, it's probably going to be special preaching about the Father, now that you're Father. And I said, uh, I don't really know yet, okay? But I can tell you what, I, what, what is one thing that stands out for me. If, if something goes wrong, if 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 anyone ever does anything wrong, you know, and, and a price is to be shed, or a blood is to be shed, the last thing that I'll do is offer Lisa as a sacrifice. Never. I'll, I'll say before that, take me. Any, any, any other parents out here? Okay? It's like, rather take me, but leave my kids out of it, you know? I'll take the bullet, like, uh, let them go. And, uh, and, and sometimes we can think, how selfish was it of God to have to send His Son, you know, to die for us? I want to tell you it was the biggest price He could give. To, to send his son instead of him coming. Yeah? It, was, it was pure love, God sending his son to make the way for us. It's, it's, the, it's the furthest he could have gone. Yeah? And, and you know what? He initiated it. He's the one who said, I will make a way to buy you. Yeah? 
And you know what? It's before we were good. It's while we were enemies of God that he said, I want to know you. He said, I'll make the way and I'll pay the price for me to know you. He's the one who initiated it. Um, It's great mercy. Great mercy. Um, uh, 1 Timothy 2 says this, This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. It's like it pleased him, you know, that he wants to know us. And uh, I was just thinking this morning, I, I didn't have any stories in my preach, uh, what, I, what I could share with you guys. And, um, but uh, while, while I was sitting there this morning, I, I was thinking, God, I, th- I feel like there needs to be a story. And so I thought the Lord reminded me of a story that I need to share with you, and I'm going to throw all my do- dirty laundry out here in front of you this morning, okay? But um, I, uh, I have a great dad. Incredible dad. He loves God. Some of you, they've been here before. You guys have met my dad. He loves God. Great example. And, um, but my dad and I had a funky relationship throughout the years, you know. And, um, and I actually realized about Father's Day, uh, I tried to think, what is the emotion that I've had in the past? And I, to be honest, I had no emotion. It was the day that I had to call my dad on Father's Day. That's about it, if I'm, if I'm very honest here. There was a very great disconnect between my dad and myself. And, uh, and I think I saw my dad, and not that he would have ever done this, you know, it's, it's a picture I created about him, but I saw him that I was constantly in trouble with him. Yeah. And um, actually, for the, many of us were power through position, and I shared this there, but I, um, I had a dream the, night, the first night of power through position where, um, so I need to watch my time now because now the story is taking a long turn, okay? But I had a dream the first night where... Um, uh, I, I was in school, and I ran to the, the biology and science class, né? and my sister was there, was there and, um, and when I got in there, they all just finished their degree in science and biology, and the, the whole class looked at me, and they said, you know that these are the only two subjects that matter, né? and it was just funny, because they are the two that I didn't have at school, and, um, and, and why it was hard for me is because my mom was a science teacher, and my dad is a medical scientist. So, science and biology. And I remember picking my, uh, choosing my subjects. It's like, oh, I'm disappointing my parents by not picking these two. Yeah. And, um, and I felt the Lord hollered that for me. And I, there was an old story that he, that he showed me through, stuff that I found my identity in that I had to break off. But now, last week, my, it was last week or two weeks ago, my mom was here. And I actually said to her, Mom, I had this dream. And, um, and my mom said to me, she clearly remembers the day that I came to her and asked her, would you still love me if I don't pick this? It was like a day that she remembered that, and I, I honestly didn't remember it. This was a dream that the Lord gave me that He highlighted something. But what happened in my heart is I felt I'm disappointing my dad, and I, I'm in trouble. And no matter how well I do in IT and what was the other one I had, bedrives, I don't know what that is, economy or whatever. No matter how well I did in that, it just felt like it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not what they wanted, which is a lie. You know, my dad never made me feel like that once. And uh, so now I'm jumping to another side, okay? So I had this picture of my dad, and uh, then, um, yes, I'm trying to, I need to formulate my story here because I didn't prep it well now, okay? But during the, during the discipline time, you know, for, for those of you who are new with us, I don't want to go into all the rubbish about that, okay? But I was a bad boy while leading the church, okay? I, uh, I, I led this congregation for a year and a half, and then actually during that time, I became addicted to pornography. Not a good idea, okay? 
hid it from my wife and from the church for a long time. And then during a lead elders camp, felt the Lord convict me, came into the light, shared it with Andrew, shared it to the elders, shared it in front of the church who was there that Sunday, got disciplined, um, was, uh, wasn't allowed to minister for about a year and a bit, and a grant led the church. Terrible time, terrible, terrible time, okay? And... Um, and so, really, that 30 seconds there didn't do justice of a long season, okay? But it was a good season. But one of the, one of the things that I didn't share that public, you know, which, which came out two weeks later is, uh, and this is now where I put my dirty laundry in front of you guys, okay? So, even while I led the church, what happened is there was, a, um, there was a, one or two months that was really hard financially on us, and I was under pressure, you know? And um, the one that was in my house, and Mariska was out somewhere, and uh, I, oh, she bumped a car. That's what I remember, okay? And I was like, oh, my soul, okay? So now the day I'm sitting and I'm with the insurance forms and I'm filling out the insurance form. And while I'm filling it out, I remembered that I had this Apple Watch that was on the insurance, but we're not using it anymore, yeah? And uh, it's on there for five grand. So I'm like, if that thing breaks, you know, the insurance has to pay out. And, um, and I tell you, uh, well, this is while I led the church, okay? A bad person. In a moment of utter madness, okay, I walk to the room, I take the watch, break it, okay, and I go back and I fill in a, a story on the insurance form. No, no one knows, okay? And uh, send it in, insurance ask no questions, they pay out five grand extra. We go on holiday, all right? And uh, my wife gets home and she asks me, that... Was that true? Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, I didn't tell her that side. I told her the story, what I wrote on the email, okay? And, um, and I, you know what's the scary part? I, I f- like, when I sent the thing, I was like, what have I done? Okay? But now it's too late. You can't unsend that email, okay? It's like, Ugh! so I just have to run with it, okay? And, um, and within a day, I didn't feel a thing. On, you know, and I was already in sin, you know, with, with the pornography. And what does the Bible say? Sin gives birth to sin, gives birth to death. Okay, bad pastor. Okay, you all can't believe what I've done. Okay, and, um, and I tell you that what I've done there is probably the furthest thing from my mind that I would have ever done. And what came to my head is that this is not how my dad raised me. What am I doing? You know, like if he has to find about this, this is horrible. Okay, and uh, anyway, jump a few months forward. And get to the camp, the Lord convicts me of the pornography, came out. You know, it's the first question that my wife asked me. That story about the watch, was that true? Yeah, yeah, it was true, okay? And, uh, and I realized I was scared because there was legal consequences to this, okay? Like if I have to come into light with this, is insurance and whatever involved here. And uh, so, you know, that was the truth, you know. And two weeks later, I'm sitting by the, the rocks at Slubberse Clipper, and uh, God is just gone, yeah? And I, I remember I was sitting there weeping. I still saw Mike and Shannon walking. I'll never forget the day. On the way there, and I'm, I'm angry at God, you know. I said, God, I thought when I came into the light, like, you would come closer, you know, and I would feel you. And he's just gone, man. And suddenly, there's like this one voice that says, you know about the watch, man. And I was like, oh, please, Jesus, no, man. And I, I knew, you know. I knew what had to be done. It's like, I knew I can't, I can't do this whole thing. I knew I had to walk in the light with God, and I walk home, and I call Andrew, I said, sorry, I've got a few more things that I need to let you know about, okay, share with him, call Grant, send a voice note to the elders, hey guys, this is what I've done, this is a story, and so my insurance broker is an elder in Paul, 
in the Josh Gen there. And uh, so I get an email and I started writing this message to Sean. And uh, just so I'm going to tell, uh, this is what I've done, you know, put it on paper. This is the story. And knowing that when I was, and Andrew still said to me, you know, when you're going to do this, that we don't know what's going to happen. I said, I know. But also, and he also said, but you know, this is what you have to do to be free, you know. And I sent that mail and I, I was dick scared, okay. And, um, and Sean calls me and he said, wow. Okay, now that it's on paper, I mean, you can't tell a different story. I said, I don't want to tell a different story. This is what happened. And he said, and then he says, listen, I just want to let you know, this is what could happen, okay? They could, um, could make you pay it back with a penalty, or they could actually blacklist you for five years and that you can't have insurance, or they could pursue a criminal record if they really want, okay? And I tell you, my heart sunk, you know, Hannes, who leads the church, is going to have a criminal record, okay? I was like... No, like it was like, I, and, and suddenly I felt, and, and maybe, um, I always felt like, man, I was a good sinner, okay, I was like, I, I know I did wrong, but I, I'm a righteous sinner, you know, like, there's other people out there that's bad, okay, but I'm not bad, and suddenly I thought in my head, I, I've got a clean page, you know, I did a few things wrong, but, but I, I didn't grow up that bad, you know? And suddenly, when, when it, in those words that he said, I remember it felt like there was this black spot on a white page that I'm wrong. I'm a sinner. And, uh, and yes, it freaked me out. Eh? And I, I remember I was just like, I just can't tell my dad about this. So this is not bringing it back. I just can't let my dad know about this. I called him the day that I came into the light, was placed under discipline, let him know about everything, but I couldn't tell him about this. Eh? And I just felt like when I'm, when I'm going to tell him this, the words that I'm going to hear is like, why? And that is not how I've raised you. That's what I heard in my head, okay? And so, sorry, I'm making a long story here, guys. You guys are with me, all right? And uh, so months or a month go by and whatever, and it, it's a month of hell, okay? It just sucked. It was just bad. Like, everything sucked. And so um, I was walking with Elizabeth East, and the one day she, she asked me, so how's your relationship with your dad? I said, no, good. We, we're on good terms. There's nothing wrong, whatever. Like, I, I love my dad. He's a good guy. Like, nothing wrong. And, um, and she just said to me, like, I actually think, like, you need to ask the Lord about this relationship with your dad thing. You know? I said, yeah, okay, I'll ask him. And uh, um, I, uh, on my birthday, 19th of October, okay, I remember it's probably a month or what after the discipline story started. And um, it's the first time ever that I'm not a big birthday guy, okay? Really, I can't care less about birthdays. I'm so sorry. Like many of you probably have never wished a new birthday. It's nothing personal. I just don't care. I don't care about my own birthday, okay? But uh, so on my birthday, I'm sitting there, and it's the first time ever that my mom had to go away for work, which like never happens. So she calls me early in the morning, hey, happy birthday, whatever. We love you. Uh, pray for you, whatever. And my dad doesn't call me. Né? And uh, initially, like it would never have bugged me. Né? And that day, just after the question list asked, I, I was like, I wonder, does my dad remember? Né? Because now my mom's not there. And uh, the whole day goes by, and nothing from my dad. And um, it's, I, it starts bugging me, you know. I said to the Lord, I actually said to the Lord, today it will hurt me if my dad doesn't call me, you know. And um, it goes 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, and I haven't heard anything from my dad. And I, I'll never forget it. I'm sitting on the couch, and I actually say to the Lord, okay, okay, if my dad calls me today, I'll tell him. I'll tell him about the watch. Yeah. Really? I'll tell you, it's not 10 seconds later, my phone rings there. Yeah. And, uh, and so... So it's my dad, and I answer. He says, hey, my boy, I'm so sorry. We were operating the whole day. I literally just got home, and I didn't forget. Just want to wish you a happy birthday. And I'm like, this is such a setup from the Lord, okay? <laughs> and, um, 
So I said, thank you, Dad, whatever. Hey, Dad, I have something to tell you. All right? And, um, and I, I, just, I just go for it. I said, Daddy, you won't believe what I've done. Okay? And I, I said, I know you, you would want to kill me. I'm so sorry. It's not how you raised me. Okay? And, uh, and this was my dad's response. He said, my boy, I'm so proud of you. Please let me know how I can help you. And I was like, no. No, 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 no. I need to sort this out. I'm the one that messed up. I'll make a plan. Okay? He said, no, please let me know how I can help you. And, um, and it was uncomfortable for me, man. Like, I was like, no, man, I'm the one that messed up. I need to pay for this thing, okay? I was wrong. Leave me alone. And uh, suddenly I saw, I'm seeing a picture here of not a father who had have a lot of mercy, but it's one that I need to appease. And um, so I get on the phone the next morning. I call Mervis. I said, Merv, I think I have an issue with my dad, and I want to come see you. And uh, I go to Mervis, and uh, we, um, and he ministered over me in the morning and I, at a time just sharing. And I really felt the Lord unlocking my heart about this relationship with my dad. But I'm, I went to Merv and I also realized, hey, I'm probably seeing God as a father wrong. So I want to get this thing right, you know. And so the whole time I'm there, I'm like listening, like, what does the Lord want to do to me about him being a father and whatever? And eventually Merv said, let's go sit at the piano. I want to sing over you. And uh, it was cool. Okay, so we go sit there. And... Um, and I'm expecting that God's going to open my eyes about something with him. And uh, Murph starts singing, and I can't remember a word he sang, okay? But the whole time I'm sitting, I just wept. And, and I, the feeling I had was, I want to get in my car right now, and I want to drive to my dad. And I was actually thinking, like, to sort this thing out with God, the Father. And I just remember feeling, I want to get in my car and drive to my dad. And I, I get home, and I, I tell Mariska, I need to go see my dad. And... Um, which is also, my dad and I have never been away together for like a weekend in my life, ever. We've never done that, okay? We, we just never connected. And suddenly these emotions sprung up of, why not? Why didn't we ever do that? Why didn't we have this relationship? You know, a bunch of stuff came. And uh, I'm going for a long story here, okay? Anyway, but are you guys still following my story? And uh, it's very entertaining listening to someone else's sin. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, sorry, someone else's pain. And uh, anyway, and I... Uh, I, I was like, okay, book the tickets. I, yeah, oh, so now, no, so don't book the tickets. I phoned my dad. It's nerve-wracking. I said, Dad, I think I want to come see you. I would like to go away for a weekend with you. And I'm freaked out having to ask my dad this. And he says to me, I would love that. And I, I said to him, it's just, he's responding so different than what I'm expecting him to. And um, anyway, I booked the tickets, and I fly up to my dad. I still remember I went to see Stu before the, the day before, and I was like, bro, I'm freaked out about this time with my dad. Eh? And um, fly up, and I, I go see my dad, and it was, I, I went there with a lot of accusations, you know. Like, I was like, Dad, why didn't we ever spend time together when we were at home? Like, why, why didn't you ask me? And, and why, I, I remember I was ADHD when I was, uh, when I was a boy, okay, and, and I remember it was a big thing for me the day we found out. I remember the day in grade four that I found out. And I, I knew that my dad understood what he meant, because yeah, he's, uh, he's in the medical world. And I can't remember his, um, his expression towards it, you know. I just felt that he was angry at me. That's what I remember. And I, I, I went there with a list of questions. I wanted to ask him, why didn't you say something about it? Why didn't you help me? Why didn't you? And um, anyway, I land in Bloemfontein, and my dad said to pick me up. And um, as I land, as I see him, it's like the Lord just gives me a whole nother picture. It's like he opened my eyes. And actually I saw so many days that my dad asked me to go away with him, to let's go do stuff, let's go with me to work, let's go play tennis. And, uh, and I was sitting and playing video games. And I said, no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you. And, 
And suddenly where I came with accusations, like, why didn't we do this? It's like when I landed, I just saw, and I actually said, Dad, I'm so sorry that I never said yes. Yeah. And how often do we do that with God? You know, it's like, why doesn't God do that with me? And we accuse. Yeah. And we, we just seem, and, and really, I, I believed it, you know. And suddenly my eyes were open, and I saw how many times my father asked. And I just, I was busy with other stuff, man. And, um, and I could just repent, you know. I just let it all out. I was like, Dad, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And um, we went away, and I, I had a bunch of questions to ask him, stuff that I wanted to know. And one of the things that I, I never met his dad, his dad passed away before I was born. And I wanted to ask him, what was your relationship like with your dad, you know? Like, how? And he started sharing. And um, it's just now a 52-year-old man weeping, sharing about his own dad, you know. And he just said, my dad was a harsh man. And, um, and he, we tried to share some stories, you know, and he, he was just like his picture of his dad was like that he was, he was always angry. And, um, and I, I remember him sharing like he would, his dad would get these rage fits and it would be like a silent treatment in the house for three weeks, you know, where no one speaks to no one. There were five kids and there was just no one allowed to speak to anyone. And after three weeks, it would kind of like lighten the mood and then something would happen and it was just like a fit of rage. And that was his picture of a dad, you know. And his, and his dad passed away before he could sort out anything with him. And, and he said to me, my boy, my one desire was that I would never be that to you where you could always come and speak. And I was like, I don't know why I didn't, you know. And it's like, he never did, when I thought about it, he never did that to us. I could always speak, but I just, I, know, I don't know why I did, didn't. Eh? And, um, and then, he, then he shared with me that he, that he had an older brother, which I didn't know about. And... Um, and he, and he said that his older brother, so now this is throwing out the family laundry, okay? But he said that his older brother in the army got involved in a, in a drug deal, okay? Nice family. And, uh, and, um, and, he, and he got convicted and he wanted, get, wanted to come into the light, but then he had the mob on the one side who wanted to kill him and the police on the other side who wanted to arrest him. And he committed suicide. And... Um, and my dad's greatest regret was that he saw it happening and he couldn't help. And, um, and I've, I didn't even know that he had an older brother, you know. And, um, and he said, that's why when I called him about the watch, and it was just five grand. But he said, please let me know how I can help you. Yeah. Because I tell you, during that time, and just it's, and now looking back now, it wasn't that bad a season. But I, I had suicide thoughts during the discipline time. You don't believe it, okay? But it felt like the world was just collapsing. And I was like, it's too much. An easy way out is just... Get out. I'm just being real with you guys now. Okay? And, um, and my dad, being a father, was like, I'll do anything for you to not have to go there. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. And um, I tell you, that weekend away for me, it's like, it's like, a good, it's like I, under, I saw God. I saw God as a father. One who, one who, made, one who made the way because I couldn't. And I, I got back home. It was, a, it was a precious time with my dad. There was a bunch of other stuff. I don't want to go into all the detail with it now, okay? But we had a real good time, just a lot of fun, but also deep chats. And I, I get back, and um, I remember the Monday morning I get here, and I land, and my, my heart just sinks. It was, like, heavy, and I, I had that fear. That, that thing's still sitting there because I still haven't heard anything back from the insurance, okay? So I'm like, but what if I still get in trouble, you know? And uh, I went for a walk again on the beach. I walked a lot there in that time. I was just praying. Okay? So, and I remember walking, and I was like, please, Jesus. That's the only words I had. I was like, please, God. Like, I, I'm sorry. I was wrong. You know? I was like, I messed up. I'm, uh, I'm not the perfect 
person I thought, okay? I'm not a righteous sinner, okay? Like, I'm a, I was a, I'm a bad sinner. But I said, please, would you have mercy on me? And I remember getting, getting to the river, which is not far from my house, uh, Vance River, okay? And I get to the river, and I, as, I, as I wanted to cross it, I just heard the Lord say, me, okay, it'll be okay. And uh, it's like I knew, you know, it's like I, I heard the Father's voice, which he said, it'll be all right. So I turned around. I said, God heard me. And I, I went back home, and I picked up my phone, and it was Sean. He tried to call me, so I called him back, which is my insurance broker. And I, I called him, and he, and he said, bro, you won't believe it. Like, these guys, they had everything on paper to do to you whatever they wanted. Yeah? But the, this, this insurance company, which is not saved, okay, I don't know, whatever, and uh, they said, they fully forgive you, you just need to pay back what they paid you. And, um, which, is a, which is a proper miracle, okay? Like, I think they could have done to me whatever they wanted to. And uh, I said, I'm paying it right now, okay? I was like, I was like here it comes, Bruce. Like, uh, and uh, we, we had some extra bucks that I worked for, and I just paid that straight out, okay? And, uh, and um, that was it, really. That was it. They wrote me a letter. We said, please know that there's no consequences. We don't hold record of wrong. You're forgiven. I was like, to hear that from an unsaved company, it's a proper miracle, and, uh, and, you know, when, I, when that happened, it's like, I think what dropped in my heart, that God is a good father. He's the one who made the way where I deserved. It was the first time in my life where I felt like there was evidence that I am in trouble. And I, and I deserved punishment. And he said, I'll make a way. I'll make a way. And um, it's different when we can view God as a father than a boss or the one that had to be appeased, or the one that is, I don't know what our picture of God is, you know, the one who just never gave us attention, the one you're looking for, and he, he, just, he just never meets your needs, you know, the one who, I don't know, disappointed you, whatever picture it is, like, and today God wants to drop in our hearts that he's the one who actually pursues us, you know? Isaiah says this, Isaiah 61 says that, um, it says, I've revealed myself to people who didn't ask for me. I've showed myself to those who didn't seek me. And do you know that long before any one of us even had the thought of seeking God, He's the one who chased us down and revealed Himself to us. It's a good God. It's a good Father. And, and we live for Him. Okay? We live for Him. We live through Jesus. But we live for God. Um, he's the one that gives meaning to life. And you know, he's building his house, the church. It's not our house, and we have to find our lanes to play our role and whatever. It's his house. Um, does it make sense? <laughs> it's a good story, eh? Uh, it's just, I, I only thought about it this morning. I forgot about it. But yes, the Lord revealed something to me through my dad, you know. And uh, I can honestly say that my dad and I's relationship has turned 180 since then, you know. I actually got to know him. And... Um, it's just different. It was a proper miracle, God miracle. John 3, we know this, but it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. You know, I mean, we, this is probably the first verse any of us have ever heard in the Bible, and it be, we become accustomed to it, but it says, He gave His Son so that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Okay? And have eternal life so that we can know Him. You know? God did not send His Son into the world to condemn us, but to save us. Um, he pursued us, man. Um, 
A verse that just came in my head yesterday when I prepped, Psalm 145, verse 8 to 9. It says that the Lord is gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all and He has compassion on all that He has made. I want to know, I want you to know that that is the God, the Father, the one whom we love, you know, the one who chases us down. I was even thinking about that song, Reckless Love. Many of us have heard it and there was a bunch of uh, theologies and how bad that song was and whatever. I want to tell you the fact that God gave His Son, it was pretty reckless because we can't return it. But it's like he gave it freely. He gave it abundantly and just said, I want to chase you down. He's rich in mercy. That's the one we love. And that's the God that's available for you. Not the picture that I thought my dad was. Okay, It's good God. Good God. So we, Joseph, do we have communion? Um, We we have communion here this morning. And I wonder maybe if some of the guys can help us... um, just pass it around. But so while they get that ready, now, I really just felt that we need to take communion this morning. And it's like we remember Jesus and the one who paid for us. But, but what I want us to remember it's this morning is that God gave His Son. Like it's God who desired it. God gave so that we can know Him. Now, and um, while they get that ready, just before you guys hand it out, maybe you could just hold on with it. But I want to pray for us, you know. Dave also had a picture this morning in the, in the worship, just, I'm going to paraphrase some, but it was about a life buoy that was thrown out. It's like that God desires to save this morning. And um, I want to pray for, for two things this morning. Uh, one thing is where I said that I, I always knew that I was a sinner, but I thought I was a good sinner, you know. And uh, something in that time, even though I, I was born again, you know, but something in that time realized that, made me realize that if it wasn't for God, I was in trouble. I was going to hell. It, my righteous acts wouldn't have got me to heaven, no matter how good they were. You know? If it wasn't for him, I was done. And, um, and maybe some of you here this morning have been with us for a while, or if you've been to church plenty of times, you know, but there's never been the moment where you actually realize, like, uh, there is a black spot on the white page, or maybe it's, a, maybe it's a black page by now, I don't know, all right, that actually you need God to come and wash us. Um, and the Father is the one that is calling this morning. It's not us reaching. It's God calling. He's reaching to you this morning. And uh, I want you to think about that while I, I'm going to make a call for that earlier. If there's never, or later, if there's never been a day where you've actually said, I want to respond to that, and I want to invite God into my life. I want to accept what Jesus has done on the cross. I'm going to give you a moment this morning where we can respond to that. I had to do that and respond and say, yes, I want to accept the forgiveness that Jesus did. It's available for you this morning. So I want you to think about that so long. And um, the second is that actually if you, if you like me and you, you realize you're struggling to see God as a good father, one who pursues us, one who loves us. Um, I believe even as we take communion this morning, I want to trust for like a, a miracle that God would come and do in your heart like he did with me, but that he would come and wash you and that he would open your eyes to what it is that he wants you to see this morning. This was my story. Okay, What's your story? What's your story of a father, a father picture or the, one of the 140 opinions here this morning, you know, that the Lord wants to come and he wants to wash you and actually give his story and show you what he's like, you know? So that's something I want to trust for us. So we could do communion. And then I really just felt where today, for many, it could be a day of great pain. And um, we realized in the, in the past with fathers that I was just pretty numb, you know? I didn't have anything against my dad. I loved him, you know? But there was just no emotion. Yeah. Or maybe for you, there's a lot of emotion, but it's not good emotion. And there's a lot of pain. 
or maybe even like for I know there's some of you yeah, I know it's it's a vulnerable thing, but desire to have kids, you know, and it's just like this father thing. You see, we we were sitting in Mugambin yesterday, and an old lady came to us, and we were playing with Lisa, you know, and she's like chatting away and whatever. And this old lady and and um, her husband comes to us, and she's she said to us, you know, you guys must enjoy her. Um, we've never had the privilege to have one. And I, I tell you, we just broke down, you know. We're sitting here, we all enjoying it, and like, all right, you know. And I realized for, for, for that old man today, there's probably just so much emotion to it. And, and I, 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 they walked away, and I so badly wanted to tell him, it's like, have you met the real father, you know. I just had this emotion, like, God is available for you. And um, I don't know, anyway, it's a day where, you know, where maybe the father thing could be an p- area of pain. I thought the Lord wants to come into that, you know. He wants to meet it with just love. It's not always understanding, just love. that He wants to pour out into our hearts today. Those are the three things I'm trusting for. So I firstly, I firstly want to ask, maybe let's stand together now. Yeah? Thanks for bearing with me. You guys, it was a great, it was a good morning. That's <laughs> um, oh, okay. Um, but I want to ask, the, the first area that I said, if there hasn't been a day where you've, where you've invited Jesus in and actually you've been trying to appease God, you know, but you've never received the forgiveness of the Father and actually that He's the one that, 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 that pursues us. And this morning you want to actually invite God in, like you want to respond to the relationship invite with the Father. And you want to say, yes, God, I want to accept what Jesus has done on the cross. I want to know you. I want to ask you, many of us have done this before, but there was a day that we, I raised my hand and said, I need forgiveness. I want to know God. And um, I feel there's an opportunity for someone here today that if, if you want to invite God in and say, yes, Lord, I want to know you in my life. I want, to, I want to accept forgiveness. I want to know you as a good father. Then you want to raise your hand quickly, and I would love to pray with you for that and just celebrate that God is running after you this morning and wants to meet you. If there's anyone like that, I would love to pray with you for that. Um, it can be bold. I would just love to celebrate you. All right. Great. Thanks, man. Thank you. Okay, is there anyone else? Okay. Good. I want to... Uh, Tyler, don't you want to come here, bro? Sorry, I, the reason why I want to do that, I actually had a dream about Tyler last night that I shared with him, so I really believe it's something that the Lord wants to do in him this morning. I know you know God, bro, so... Um, but I do, I do feel that the Lord wants to... Pour out this loving Hebrew. Thank you, God. Maybe just before we rush, is there anyone else that, that really wants to respond to this? Okay. Great. Lord, uh, I want to pray for Tyler today, Lord. And it's, I want to again just pray. I know that he knows you. I know that he loves you. I know that he's, he's trying to obey you. And I, I thank you, God, that it's not by his works or by his good deeds that he will earn forgiveness, but it's by your mercy for him. And I even thank you that I had that dream last night, and it's like you're having his number today, and uh, that you want to draw him into a deeper relationship with you. And I pray, God, just even as they're praying for him, that you'd work in his heart and pour out your love in his heart. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, God. Thank you, God. Just, you guys can pray for him, but I... Um, I want to, then just a second thing, I want to pray. If there's any of you here with, with pain today in your heart about this Father Day thing, and you, maybe towards God, maybe towards your earthly dad, maybe just regarding Father, but if you would be bold just to put your hand up quickly. I just want to pray that the Lord would pour out His love in our hearts this morning. Thank you. 
All right, there's many, there's many. Great. You guys just can put your hands up. And um, Holy Spirit, I just want to pray. Would you come and it says that God has poured out His love into our hearts. And I pray, would you do that? You know these areas, God. You know the pain. You know the, the, the areas of hurt. And I want to pray that you would come and pour out your love afresh into those areas. Not always with understanding, God, but with just pure love. Would you come and touch us this morning that you are a good God. And that you're for us, not against us. And you would pursue us, Lord. Pour out your love in our hearts this morning, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Um, God. Just as Hannes was um, sharing, and even as we've seen hands go up um, to ask God for healing, where, you know, fathers may not have lived the picture that God had intended, because we know that as, as men we're evil, but God is perfect, and in Him there's, there's no darkness, there's only light. But I felt like this morning something that the Lord wanted to do was he, there was a divine transaction taking place where He wants to take the picture that we do have and He wants to take it out of our heads. And He wants to take His picture, who He is, and He wants to put it into us this morning. Because what's happening here is not something that's done in the physical. This is something of a divine exchange that needs to happen. We're not people of the flesh. We're people of the Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to come and do this. And even as Hannes was sharing and he was speaking to allow that the Spirit to start working. And I really do have faith that in this, this evening, tomorrow, the next day, that God, if you just keep pressing into the Spirit and saying, Lord, what is it? I want to see you. You know, the Israelites, when they, you know, worshiped the golden calf, for them, that was God for them. People of Israel called out and they worshiped a picture of what they believed God was to be to them. And for us, many times, we can also fall into that picture. We will worship a God that is actually not the true God. And this morning, God is wanting us to walk into greater freedom, greater life. And so don't let this moment just be a moment at a gathering, and then it ends. The Holy Spirit wants to come and breathe in this week. He wants to come and do the exchange. He wants to do a deep work to see freedom come, to see life come, to see yoke being broken, to see... Um, life coming. And so keep your hearts open and just keep asking in your quiet time, Holy Spirit, what do you want to come? Where's this exchange that wants to happen? Please, I don't want to stay in the past. I want to experience everything there is. And let us not be those that fall into the assumption that we've seen everything of God. He is infinite. There is no end to His love. Tomorrow I should discover something of His love that I've never discovered yesterday and the next day and the next day and the next day. And so let us be those that the Holy Spirit comes and quickens and don't run past. But as we just take communion, as we remember what the Lord has done, as we remember what He is doing, let us also focus on what He will do. And so as we do that, as it is a spiritual dynamic, God speaks about don't do this 
uh, in a bad way. He says, do it in a good way. We come. It's a, it's a moment of not somberness. It's a moment of celebration. God, what you've done, what you're doing, what you are going to do, I can celebrate every moment of that. And so let us trust that as we do communion, as we break into groups, that we can trust God to come. We can rejoice and we can remember what he has done. But at the same time, let us ask him in this moment to say, Lord, would you start to shift our lens? Would you start to shift how we see it? And would you knit us closer together? And even in that, be accountable with one another. As God reveals something to you, there's beautiful testimonies for the rest of us to drink from.